service. What is up, listeners? Welcome back to another episode of the Full Service Podcast. I am Tank Smith, your host. Today is episode 47. Thanks for being here. Shout out to my guest from last week, Ginger Rose. Ginger, I appreciate you coming on the podcast. That was a lot of fun. If you have not yet, check out last week's episode. Give Ginger a follow. She's on Twitter, at Ginger Wilds. That is Ginger, W-I-L-D-E-S. She's also on OnlyFans.com slash GingerRose85. I have a link to both her Twitter and OnlyFans in the Libsyn page from last week. So make sure you hit that Libsyn page. Give her a follow. While you're there, we're also on Twitter. We are on Instagram at FullServicePod. My personal Instagram and Twitter at TankFunkadella. Give me a follow as well. If you fancy the podcast, if you like what's happening here, make sure you hit that like button, hit that follow button, hit that subscribe button. We are everywhere you can find podcasts. We're also on YouTube, so if you're listening to us on YouTube, hey, hit that subscribe button. That would uh, truly help. Ratings really do help for visibility for podcasts, so if you're able to, if you could give us a five-star rating, and if you're really feeling the podcast, hit us with that review. That'd be truly incredibly helpful. I recently posted on our Instagram page this week. I have some magnets for the podcast, some sex work is work magnets, as well as a small penis vagina North Carolina magnet. So if you're into that, hit the uh, Lipson page. The magnets are $4, and all stickers that we have available are $2. So if you want to support the podcast, I will send you a fucking sticker magnet. It'll be a good time. Uh, (laughs) But no, I appreciate you being here. Episode 47. What is on the agenda today? If you listen to last week's episode, uh, I mentioned that I told my parents about the podcast, so I wanted to talk about that. This is actually the, uh, I guess, like one year anniversary at the be like sort of the beginning of July of interviewing people for the podcast. I recently went to, <laughs> I don't have a job, so my days are pretty open. I'm probably like, what do you want to do today, Tank? Let's uh, ooh, play a board game today? All right. Go drive somewhere? Let's do that shit. Uh, <laughs> so uh, last week I went to the Georgia Guidestones. I guess it was, I don't even know, sometime last week. It was uh, a, <laughs> so I'll talk about that. And a there's a Reddit post right now in the sex worker subreddit uh, about how to find a safe provider. I'll talk about that. That's actually a really good post. I'll actually put a link to it in the Lipson page as well for this week. I'll look at the Earn It Act a little bit, and uh, then we'll wrap it up. We'll say goodbye. We'll see. Uh, we'll see how long we'll be here today. I, you know, I try to hit that half hour mark for the uh, solo episodes, but uh, I appreciate you being here. Before we do any of that, I got a Twitter poll for you, baby. Oh, boy. The <laughs> I asked some questions to the people, and the people responded. I asked uh, clients, how many dates have you had since COVID started? Which I didn't put in the question, but I kind of equated to around like March's or show. The answer is still waiting, one to three dates, four to seven dates, or eight plus dates. Still waiting, 33%. And that was uh, 35 votes, 1 to 3 dates, 36%, 38 votes, 4 to 7 uh, dates, rolled in at 12% with 13 votes, and 8 plus dates, 19%, 20 votes. We got the ballers out there. <laughs> Shout out to those 8 plus people. How y'all doing? Y'all living large. I feel you. Hell yeah. <laughs> As for me, I'm on the old uh, 1 to 3 range. The last time I've seen somebody was March, so I guess 1 to 3. I feel like I'm still like nervous about Corona. I don't know. And I noticed like nobody says Corona. Now it's COVID, but uh, I'm, I'm pulling out the old uh, throwback, calling it Corona. Yeah, so 106 days. Shout out to everybody who 
participate in the Twitter poll. I really fucking, I really appreciate it. And if you retweeted it, hey, shout out to you. I really, thanks so much. Hit me up. I'll send you a sticker just for that because I like you. But no, I uh, mentioned it earlier. This is, I guess, July of last year marks i guess was was the first time i ever interviewed anybody for the podcast so it's i'm recording this on monday the third of august so it's been almost a month but yeah the 8th of july last year is when i did my first interview with Haley muse and i was looking up the 23rd was when i did the second interview with daisy i have not i haven't used the daisy interview yet so i don't think anybody well actually i did i had it on soundcloud for a while when before I launched the podcast, I had it up. Uh, so if you've been fucking with a podcast since the SoundCloud days, uh, you might have heard the interview. But if you just started listening in October or later, you probably haven't heard the interview. I'll probably put it up. I've been thinking about doing a Patreon for kind of any interviews that I haven't kind of aired. I have a few. So I might put them on Patreon, but we'll see. It's still in the works. But yeah, I, uh, one year doing the podcast, it's fucking crazy. I fucking, I appreciate all the guests that have been on the podcast so far. When I started, I had no fucking, <laughs> I had no idea what was going to happen. I was like, will people want to talk to me? Because it's a strange thing. Like, hey, can you talk about yourself to, you know, potentially no one or potentially the whole world? And I think it's, I think it's been a great thing. So I fucking, if you've been on the podcast, I truly appreciate it. If you listen to the podcast, uh, I truly appreciate it. I, <laughs> I went to the Georgia Guidestones, I guess like sometime last week and I was listening to some old episodes and uh I'm like wow Tank you don't know what the fuck you're doing these you're asking leading questions and uh it's it's terrible so <laughs> it's come a long way I feel like if you're listening to, if you just started listening to podcasts go back and listen to some older episodes and you'll hear me and you're like Tank you're asking leading questions you really don't know what you're talking about and uh I feel like uh <laughs> we've progressed a long way since uh July of 2019 and uh i'll just continue to get better i got a got a lot of interviews lined up so i'm excited for what the future of the podcast will bring it's exciting it's exciting i uh like i mentioned i went to the uh, georgia guidestones if you don't know what it is it's basically like it's this granite monument i guess it's like outside of elberton georgia which it took me like probably like two hours to get there from Atlanta, it's almost like, almost like South Carolina, but, uh, it's kind of like Stonehenge, like, you know, the British Stonehenge, but it's like the tech deck version, I feel like if you, if you would equate it to that, Stonehenge the skateboard, and, uh, the Georgia Guidestones is the tech deck, but it's basically this dude in the 80s, uh, I just found out about this, like, last week, I listened to a podcast, and so I was like, hey, let's, let's fucking, let's go. R.C. Christian is a dude in the 80s in Elbert. He went, he's not from Georgia. He went to uh, Elberton, Georgia. They're a huge uh, granite manufacturing city. And he's like, hey, I want to build these guidestones, which is basically 10 rules for life. And he wanted to make them like 20 feet high and like all this shit. But basically, like the dude at the granite factory was skeptical of him. Uh, and then he pri- he gave him a quote at like a couple hundred thousand dollars in like today's money. And the dude was like, yeah, let's still do it. And so they built these giant granite stones with like 10 rules on them. And they're kind of like uh, arranged at an X. And there's eight, eight different languages all saying the same thing. And there's 10 different rules. Basically, this guy was like the Lorax, if you want to equate it to anything. 
And uh, <laughs> they got English, Spanish, Swahili, Hindi, Arabic, Hebrew, Chinese, and Russian. And basically, yeah, it's like be cool with nature. Also, he called for like the world population should be around like 500 million. And at that time when uh, he was putting it out, there was a... Uh, at least like 5 billion people on earth. So people were like, is this dude calling for like a genocide? But he's like, no, I just want to build some granite rocks. And, uh, and then he gave it back to the County, Elbert County. And so now they own it. So I guess if you're, <laughs> if you're in somewhere within driving distance of Atlanta, you could probably live in Tennessee or South Carolina or like North Carolina and go to this thing. But it's just like some big granite rocks, uh, with some rules for life etched on them. Uh, one's like exercise or something, I think. And one's something's about, we need diversity. Uh, something's like smoke weed every day. It was crazy. Uh, <laughs> so if you want to go to these rocks, check them out. It's, a it's a tech deck version of Stonehenge. There's really not people around. So, Hey, it's social, you can social distance away. I think there's some like Equinox shit with it too. Like there's some holes. If you look through it at a certain time, it'll tell you when the aliens are coming back. I don't really know. But uh, it's it's a good time. Go check it out if you're in the if you're in the area. I uh, I mentioned it last week. I talked to my parents about the podcast. I had been on the fence. I've been like skeptical about this for like the longest time. And after telling them, I'm like, I don't know what the fuck I really had like what the fear was. I still think that I don't really we, we don't really talk like money or anything that I've spent. I think that will still be an issue for them. But. Uh, it was cool. They were they were super supportive. I ended up... I wasn't sure how I was going to do it. I was like, should I like sit them both down and be like, hey, parents, this is what's happening. But I decided to talk to my mom first. I feel like whenever I have like like a thing, I'm like, oh, let me just talk to my mom first and then like then tell my dad and then he'll find out she already knows this thing. I don't know. <laughs> I did that when I got kicked out of my... Uh, when I got like kicked out of my dorm room uh, in college. I uh, went to NC State, and <laughs> when I moved into my dorm, I moved into my dorm, like, on a Friday, and my parents drove me up from Georgia, and when we're, I, I brought, I like, I brought a whole bunch of weed in the car, I brought, like, a bond, I brought, like, a scale, I'm like, this is college, this is gonna be awesome, let's fucking <laughs> blaze it up, or whatever, and so I moved into my dorm room on Friday, and my roommate moved in on Saturday, and I didn't know this dude at all. He was from uh, Apex. And I was like, yo, are you cool with me smoking weed in the room? He's like, oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> we, on Saturday before he moved in, I think we watched, like, uh, he and my like, sweet mates watched, like, American Pie 2. And then he moved in. I smoked weed in front of him on Saturday. Sunday, he wakes up, leaves for the whole day. And then Sunday night, campus police come and knock on my door. Okay. <laughs> and I'm like, Hey, what's, what's happened? I hadn't smoked since like earlier that day. So I'm like, what could they possibly want? And, uh, they're like, Hey, we, uh, we heard a rumor that, uh, somebody, somebody reported that they smelled the wear of marijuana coming out of like this area. And we just wanted to check to see if he knew anything about it. And, uh, I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't know anything about that officers. Uh, that's crazy. And they're like, well, I guess you wouldn't mind if we, uh, search your room and I was like search away officers I have nothing to hide but then I did have something to hide <laughs> they found my bog scale and weed like too fast it was like they were like okay we know the hiding spots under the bed desk drawer top of the closet boom 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 got all my weed and uh <laughs> they found beer as well in North Carolina weed's decriminalized so you don't uh 
you don't go to jail for it. I was I was uh, expecting to get the cuffs, but all they did was give me a ticket. It was fucking amazing. So I had to, you know, tell my parents about this, being that it was uh, <laughs> literally three days into me fucking moving, <laughs> going to college. So I called my mom first, and I remember telling her, and I only told him about the alcohol initially. I was like, oh, yeah, I got had, like, beer in my room. You know, she was still upset about that. I told my dad. He was upset. They were both upset. It was a lot of... <laughs> It was very upsetting for them, you know, and uh, I moved into my dorm room on Friday. The campus police came on Sunday. I went to student conduct on Monday, got kicked out of my dorm, and classes started on Wednesday. So uh, (laughs) that was the beginning of my college experience. But I feel like I've always, you know, been able to, like, talk to my mom. So, I mean... Even in this case, it was the same. So I I usually go to my parents' house to, like, do, like, I fucking like Mother Loud and shit. So I went, and I'm talking to my mom. She just had, like, hip surgery. So she's uh, she's just at home right now. So I was talking to her, and I was like, hey, just before I tell you what I'm about to tell you, I just want you to know, like, everything's okay. <laughs> I'm like, I'm here right now. We're fine. And I'm, like, thinking, I'm like, why am I being so fucking, so like, serious about this thing? I'm about to tell her, hey, I have a podcast. What the fuck? Like, it's... <laughs> it's truly it's nothing to be like like what like i was like what why am i being so like uptight about it but then i'm like hey a lot of comedians they have podcasts uh do you know what podcasts are and she's like uh is that where you like you're like talking to the phone and i'm like it's yeah sure it's like it's like a radio show you know it's like a it's like having your own radio show and i'm like i i have i have one of these i have a podcast where i interview sex workers and like talk about the sex industry and like whatever and I was like, do you know what sex workers are? And she's like, not really. You're talking about like prostitutes. I'm like, yeah, but it's not like con- like confined to just that. It's like anybody in the sex business, it could be like somebody, somebody that does like phone sex. It could be somebody that sells panties. It could be full service sex workers. It could be like someone who does camming, like anything. And my mom, she's still like, she's in her 60s right now. She doesn't know about like webcamming, shit like that. So it's kind of like blowing her mind, but... When I tell her, like, hey, I wanted to, I wanted to hit him with the download numbers. So I'm like, hey, uh, you know, we've had, like, since it started in October, like, at least, like, 12,000 uh, people have downloaded this. Right now we're at, like, 15. And I've had so many people reach out and they're like, you know, they really, how they view sex work and, like, people that do sex work. And, you know, clients and this whole world, they see it differently just from listening to podcast. And, you know, my mom, she's like, you know, I never thought of it like that. And I think like anybody who's, you know, doing, putting something positive out in the world, I really support it. You know, she just asked me a bunch of questions like, you know, how did this podcast happen? What made you interested in it? All this stuff. And I, you know, I told her and she was like, you know, I really support this. I think what you're doing is great things. So I was like, oh my God, fucking weightlifted. This is fucking beautiful. Which like multiple people told me like, uh, <laughs> like, yo, tell your parents, tell your parents about the podcast. What the fuck are you doing? Uh, <laughs> so I told her and then I told my dad, he's pretty much the same thing. He didn't really ask as many questions as my mom. You know, I thought too, like, I was like, this is, this is a good thing that like talking about sex. Cause at least for me growing up, you know, my parents, I was raised Baptist and, you know, talking about sex was not a thing that we really did. I mean, I think that I had like the sex talk with my dad. I think he called condoms jimmies, maybe like, that's how like, <laughs> it was outdated conversation we had. And I'm like, you know, we never talked about sex. And I think like just having an open like dialogue with somebody, it's not like it takes away this fucking like stigma or veil behind sex or even it's 
makes it more comfortable so we can have a fucking conversation because if you don't know shit and then you're getting situations you're not, I don't know, it's just like, it makes it better when you have a fucking open dialogue about shit. And, you know, she agreed and then she opened up to me and told me about like, I guess when she was 16, her dad came to her, like she and her dad were really close and he was like, hey, you know, I know you're like 16 now, so if you want to go like on birth control, like you can do that. And like she she said like she was like so offended when he said that. And uh <laughs> and then she realizes now like it was so much more than just like literally a sex thing, like fucking periods and shit. Like, oh fucking you guys know birth control. you guys you guys know what's up. One thing she did ask me, she was like, Are you cursing on the podcast? And I'm like, Yes, I am cursing. But she's like, Well, I don't want to hear any GDs. So uh <laughs> I told her I'd work on it, so I'm not I'm not trying to say that anymore. We'll uh we'll see what happens. You know, I'll still use it uh <laughs> in the old personal life because your boy can't be held down. I'll try to not use it on the podcast. Out of respect for the madre, you know, we gotta, I love her a lot. Like thinking back now, I was like all like just so irrational about what I thought was gonna happen when I told him about the podcast. I'm like I literally talk to people. Like that's <laughs> they were just like their main they just like, hey, be safe and I'm like, I am being safe and I've always been safe. And I will continue to be safe. Um, but I appreciate your concern. But yeah, I told him about the podcast, everything's good, so hey <laughs> now I'll spam them with the podcast. I will force them to give me a five star review, five star rating. And buy all my merch. So I don't get that shit for free. You want this shit? You gotta pay. This is exclusive content. <laughs> but, you know, I had to break them off a few stickers and magnets. Because, you know, I'm a sweet boy. I'm a sweet boy at heart. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. I wanted to talk about a post that is currently on the sex worker subreddit. It's how to find a safe provider. I feel like it's pretty much a, it's a really good resource for any client out there that's unsure. Like, if you're kind of new to seeing sex workers, you want to kind of get into it. Uh, even if you're like an existing client, you've seen people, I feel like this is a really great resource. So I'm going to go through that, but I'm also going to put a link to it on the Libsyn page. So if you want to go to that link, uh, check it out. It's a, I feel like it's a great article. They have it broken down into a few different sections. First section is look at reputable websites. The second section is choosing and researching a provider. The next section is it's kind of like additional stakes, additional steps you can take and how to contact a provider and date etiquette. So, hey, it fucking covers all this shit. So go to the Libsyn page, fucking click this article or just listen to this podcast because I'm going to tell you exactly what it says. You know, I'm just trying to make it easier for the people. Uh, <laughs> uh, the first the first section, look at ads on reputable websites. The They have a few websites listed. They have Trist, Eros, Private Delights, Slixa. Those are my like top four if I'm going to any sites. They also have Adult Search and Preferred 411 uh, as other uh, reputable websites to use. There are also, I've mentioned plenty of other websites on, on the podcast so far. And pretty much whatever websites you're going to see are kind of like relegated to the area of, of where you are. If, if people in that are in your area are not advertising on Trist, Euros, Private Delight, Slixa, Adult Search, or Preferred 411, you're not going to be able to use those sites to book people. So it's always going to be, you're always going to be bound by the websites people are using in your area. Those are just an example of a few uh, like bigger sites, but they might not be around in your uh, in your area. There's also mention um, social media. There's so many people 
have Twitters, have Instagrams. So social media is another way to find providers as well. Choosing and researching a provider. Yes, you'll have to take some time to do some research and not go in blindly. No research is the best way to get into bad situations. Research honestly takes about 20 minutes. I'll say it probably takes more than 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. I mentioned in the interview I did, I guess when uh, Haley interviewed me for 37, I probably looked into it for a couple months before I um, ended up seeing anybody. But they have types of ads to stay away from. Extremely explicit ads. <laughs> I will agree with this. When I uh, when I got taken for the old two hundred and fifty dollars uh, <laughs> in March, the ad that I sent this lady money for said two hundred and fifty dollars for all three holes. Well, I did not want all three holes. It was an explicit ad, and your boy got scammed. For <laughs> if you haven't listened to that episode, I don't even know what episode it is, but uh, maybe like around the twenties. But uh, <laughs> actually, it's probably thirties now. I don't I don't fucking know. But your boy got taken for like. 250 bucks back in March. They also have ads with vulgar or XXX photos. I'd agree with that. But also there's plenty of there's plenty of reputable providers that have fucking nudity and pics, so that's pretty uh that's pretty loose with that. And their third bullet point is brand new ads that were recently created within the last week. I'd agree with that. I would look up when you're doing research Look up somebody that has like a, a pretty good ad history so you know they've been doing it for a while. New ads can be scams. Uh, new ads can be 100% real. You just really honestly have to do your research and spend time looking shit up online. They have a section, do look providers that have an ad history of posting on multiple websites. Ayo, consistent and posting frequency is a great indicator of a real provider. Has an active social media presence. Twitter is the most common, uh, followed by Instagram and OnlyFans as well. Has a personal websites with the rate and booking process laid out. Um, you'll find a lot of people have websites. A lot of people do not have websites. But you'll find that the people that do have websites are tend to be legitimate. But fucking like I said, plenty of people do not have their own websites. So that is definitely not a deal breaker by any fucking stretch of the imagination at all. Do look providers that have a screening process. Providers screen people all different ways, but you want to make sure that they do actually. Some people don't won't screen you at all. They they will say come right over. That is exactly what happened with uh, the all three hole situation, and I lost two hundred fifty dollars. And that was just me being fucking incredibly dumb. But people screen people to make sure that they're safe. So if in police things, if they they do not screen somebody, someone's like, hey, I want to book this thing. They're like, okay, cool. Come over right now. They show up in the hotel room where they're like, hey, what's up, dude? We're the police. You're going to jail. I will not take that in 64 for you. You are going directly to jail and you don't get $200. Jesus Christ. I've been playing too much Monopoly. I got to stop. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, make sure that the person you're reaching out to has some sort of screening process. That's probably a red flag if they don't. Some people will want IDs. I've said this a million times. Some people want IDs. Some people want LinkedIn. Somebody want to. Some people may want to talk to you on the phone. Some people want to know, see your what mail. I actually saw that recently for the first time. Someone's like, "Hey, I want to see mail." I've never seen that before. But they'll always um, whoever you're contacting, if they're a reputable provider, they will have a screening process. So they will screen you to make sure that they are safe. And because you could be fucking anybody, you know, they have additional steps you can take to uh, kind of make sure that the provider you're seeing is legitimate. 
If you Google someone's phone number, you will see what websites they advertise on. Probably might have a link to their social media, reviews. I've talked about reviews many times. They're subjective. So if you're reading reviews, keep in mind that this could be completely false. It could be legitimate. There's really no way to know based on reviews. But if you're somebody that likes to read reviews, they can be helpful. Also, reverse image search. <laughs> Like, I I keep using the example because I've only really got ripped off that one time. But fucking all three holes chick. Also, I don't know if it's a chick, by the way. It could have been a dude. It could have been a guy. I'm leaning more towards a guy. When I showed somebody the text messages, they were like, this is a dude pretending to be a chick. (laughs) But uh, reverse image search, the image. I, uh, I did a reverse image search on the person that I sent money to on Cash App. And it came back as a like a porn photo set from like 2007 so (laughs) if you google reverse somebody's images and it comes up as a stock photo those are fake that is they're using fake photos and they're most likely not uh not real the uh the next section on how to contact a provider pre-book an appointment as far ahead as possible some providers do not take same day appointments a lot of people don't take same day appointments those that usually do require a few hours notice uh, have lives that are often not available within the hour for new clients. Before contacting a provider, make sure to read their ad and website in its entirety. Contacting a provider and asking about something that is clearly on their ad is a great way to be ignored, blocked, or chewed out. Do not ask about specific services. Talk explicitly. You are paying for time. I cannot reiterate that enough. You are paying for so much time. You're not paying for any kind of act that that person is going to do with you. If you are talking to somebody and you start discussing acts, that is where illegality comes in and your ass can fucking go to jail. So fucking don't talk explicitly about anything. You are paying for someone's time solely. And I feel like I sound like an old grandpa lecturing a freshly turned 18-year-old child. Hey, stop talking explicitly. (laughs) If uh, somebody requires a deposit, it says do not put down more than a 50% deposit. I've definitely... Sent somebody the whole money for the uh, for the appointment before. I've sent, you know, 20%. It really depends on the person. But in this article, they say don't put down more than 50% deposit. Fucking do whatever you feel comfortable with. But I sent this lady $250 on Cash App. Lady or dude, who knows? And <laughs> then they stopped replying to my text messages. So, hey. <laughs> Do not haggle donations. Hey, bro or ladies, don't uh fucking if someone's rate is fucking $350 an hour, that's how much it fucking costs. If you don't have $350, you got to see somebody else that costs less than that. Do not haggle somebody. Do not text, hi, are you available? Or hey, baby, that's your first message to somebody. <laughs> Do not contact multiple escorts at the same time. It's rude, waste our time. Hey, don't fucking... Uh, I see you out there hitting up three people and you're like, hey, the first person that responds is fucking, hey, be cool. Just chill. Do not send dick pics or explicit pics and videos. I've literally been hanging out with somebody and they get a dick pic from a client. And they're like, what the fuck is like, hey, don't fucking, unless someone asks you for a dick pic, no one wants to see your dick. It says many providers do not accept phone calls from new clients. They'll probably state on their ads if that's their policy, but text or email the recom- is the recommended contact method. 
There's even a template for contacting a provider for the first time. And they, hi, hello, my name is John Smith, age 45. I found your ad on Trist and would like to set up a date. I was hoping to meet you on Tuesday, May 7th at 6 p.m. for a two-hour in-call. My schedule is flexible as well. I've attached my screening details to the message. Please let me know if you need any further screening. I look forward to meeting you. Boom, baby. That's a professional, wonderful message right there. The more the the more detailed your message, the more likely that somebody will respond to you. But definitely nobody's responding to hi, you up, you avail. That's definitely uh, not going to work. Last section, date etiquette. Once your date is set, read their ad on the website to see if they had any etiquette laid out about cleanliness, handling of the donation, etc. Some people may want to have the donation in an envelope that's provided uh, like on the dresser as soon as you meet them. They'll probably have it in their, uh, listed on their website. But if not, set the donation down upon getting to the fucking uh, date, you know. Some providers require you to shower on arrival. Fucking don't argue with anybody. Just fucking shower. Clean that dick. Bringing a gift or tip is not required. However, it's always appreciated. And a, gate, a great way to gain status is a good regular. Hey, will it work? I don't know. But this article says it will. If you see someone from an agency, then 100% do bring a tip. Because that agency is taking a cut of whatever they get. So fucking tip somebody. Be uh, you know... I know them. I know the people with them eight dates a month. They tip it out there. They the ballers. So uh, shout out to them. Please show up clean and freshly showered, washed, clean that dick, clean that asshole, fucking clean, motherfuckers. Um, and uh, <laughs> I'm so angry. I'm just like I'm just like this dude's so. People listen. It's like he is so mean right now. Show up to the date on time. Don't ask the person, don't ask the provider like personal questions like fucking do you have kids? Are you married? Are you in school? Fucking if they bring it up, whatever. But fucking don't try to pry into people's lives and shit. And the last tip, just relax, enjoy your time and have fun and be cool. Like I said, every time. But uh, yeah, I'm going to put a, <laughs> I feel like this whole article, I've just been like reading this, just like berating people and shit. But uh, hey, I'll put a link to it in the Libsyn page. I think it's a... Uh, I think it's a I think it's a great article. So um, fucking if you're a client out there, fucking check it out and uh, click that link. I was listening to the Peep Show podcast the other day. Fucking listen to that podcast. It's a great podcast on uh, sex work. Uh, a lot of sex work news. They had an episode come out the other day about the Earned Act. It is the uh, Eliminating Abusive and Rampant Neglect of Interactive Technologies Act. Of, uh, 2020. Uh, it's called the Earn It Act. It was introduced by Senator Lindsey Graham. But the uh, the proponents of the bill say it's meant to prevent child sexual abuse online, basically recommending that company tech companies meet certain standards. Calls for a national commission to develop like a a yet to be defined best practices for uh, platforms to comply to to make sure they earn 230 protections so they they can't be a uh, litigated against so section 230 of the uh communications decency act basically allows free speech on the internet so users were able to basically post whatever they want and platforms aren't uh liable for shit that people post on their website so they aren't able to be sued about it but basically sesta fosta of 2018 amended that so that Websites could be liable for shit that uh, people post on the website pertaining to sex work, um, 
they painted it under the guise of sex trafficking, but basically any kind of uh, sex work talk or advertising could make the websites liable to be sued. So a lot of uh, websites went down in 2018 as a response to FOSTA-SESTA. Backpage went down right before it was uh, passed into law. And Craigslist followed there shortly after with their, like, they took down their personal personals ad because they did not want to be sued. They basically took away people's free speech to talk about sex work on the internet. And the Earn It Act basically is like FOSTA-SESTA 2.0. It was just passed by the, uh, I guess, approved by the Senate Judiciary Committee on the 23rd of July. It's not yet a law, but if you want to know more about this, fucking listen to the Peep Show podcast. They did an episode, I think it was 59, they talked about the Earn It Act with Mr. Mistress Blunt. I will post, I'll post a link to that episode and the Libsyn page for this week so you can uh, check it out. But it's definitely super informational and the Earn It Act will be big piece of legislation passing probably this year, maybe next year that will have a huge impact on the internet and sex workers. So fucking uh, check that episode out before, uh, before I want to get out of here, I want to talk about something uh, not related to the podcast. I found out on Tuesday, one of my friends, Hannah Wilder passed away. First met her. We've been friends since fucking elementary school. I guess we first met probably like first or second grade, but or friends in middle or friends in elementary school, probably like arch enemies in middle school, but uh, <laughs> became uh, friends again in high school throughout college. Basically, like 24 years, uh, we've been friends. But I found out on uh, Tuesday she passed away. Somebody messaged me on Instagram. This this girl, she was like, "Hey, I know you were uh, you were close friends with Hannah. She talked about you all the time. I worked with her at the restaurant." so sorry for your loss. If you find out any like funeral stuff, let me know. And this is the first I'd heard of it. I'm like, what the, f-? I just talked to her like Friday night. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? And, uh, she yeah, told me like, you know, she worked with Hannah and then sent me the restaurant or sent me the email that the restaurant sent out to all the employees, letting everybody know she had passed away. And, uh, I was like in shock. I was like, what the, f-? like, this is, this is crazy. Um, I went and talked to her roommate and uh, got in touch with her dad and stuff. It's yeah, it's it's real. It's fucking it's insane. I've had people like close to me, you know, like there were, I guess, like kind of acquaintances pass away, but like having somebody like like you're really good friends with, it's fucking it's it's a, it's it's like shocking. I'm still I don't know. I'm like I don't know if I'm still just like in shock, but it's like fucking. It's crazy to me. She was like such a good musician. She like she cared about people. She loved people. She wasn't afraid to tell people, like, how she felt about something. Her laugh is fucking contagious. She, she's trying to say she was funny. I will say I definitely was funnier. But uh, <laughs> she laughs She laughs so much. Like, I feel like I laugh a lot. Like, my buddy's like, dude, in these solo episodes, I feel like you laugh like uh, somebody trying to sell something to somebody at a flea market. They're really unsure, so they're just laughing to make the person feel at ease. But Hannah loved it. She'd find, you'll hear she uh she loved to laugh a lot and uh she was contagious she was uh she was one of the first people i guess i kind of hung out with when i moved back from north carolina last year we uh we fucking watched like all of watchmen together i don't know i'm gonna i'm definitely gonna miss her i she she would help me on the podcast Whenever, uh, whenever I do like episodes where I would, uh, record remotely, I use Zencaster. So I'd always call Hannah first. 
so that we'd kind of like test out the audio and stuff to make sure that everything uh, was sounding good before the interviews. She was going to help me reach out to sponsors for the podcast. She was always so super supportive. She'd give me ideas for the podcast, what kind of questions to ask. It's just crazy to think that uh, she's not here anymore. I I was looking through uh, Zencaster the other day, and I found a recording from December where she was like trying to like help me set up audio. So at the end of this episode, I'll like play that clip um, just to fucking immortalize that conversation. Yeah. If you knew Hannah, she was a, she's a great person. And if you didn't know Hannah, then uh, too bad for you. You really missed out. She's dope. Um, but hey, fucking episode <laughs> 47. I think that's uh, I think that's all I really wanted to talk about today. I wanted to end on uh, end on that because that's kind of what's happened in my life. But we will be back next Tuesday. I got an interview for you. Who is it? Oh boy, it's gonna be a surprise. I'll uh, I'll let y'all know probably on Twitter or Instagram when I know for sure. I think it's uh, I think it's gonna be exciting. But I appreciate you being here. If you hey, if you like the podcast, fucking hit that subscribe button, hit that like button. If you could give us a five star rating, write us a review. Fucking beautiful. I got some magnets for the podcast, stickers for the podcast. Those will all be on Instagram at Full Service Pod. Give us a follow. I am at Tank Funkadelic. I'll, uh, I'll see you on the other side. I hope everybody has a great week. Fucking, if you love somebody, give them motherfuckers a hug. Let them know what's up, as you don't know when that's going to be over. But uh, I appreciate you being here. I will see you on Tuesday. Fucking later. service test 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 one two three hey want to say something what up (laughs) how loudly can you hear me is it like because i can hear you very clearly yeah i got that uh i got that uh blue yeti microphone (laughs) it works pretty well (laughs) i got it for christmas (laughs) it's not christmas yet well, I got it for last Christmas, for Christmas. Oh, okay. It's about to be Christmas again. And my parents what are have no idea what I'm this using year? this for. <laughs> I'm gonna get a. I'm gonna get a. I'm gonna get a sound system. You're gonna get a sound. Who's gonna give you a sound system? Santa Claus. San Santa Claus. Yeah, I already gave my parents a heads up. They know about it. <laughs> well, they're the ones that communicate with Santa. Right. Obviously. <laughs> yeah. What if, like, Santa Claus is, like, a victim of, like, domestic abuse or something? And, like, <laughs> and like Mrs. Claus, like, makes him do all the shit that he does. She's like, you will provide for me. She's the one that, get the fuck out. Get in that sled, bitch. She's, like, she's, like, the, she's, like, the slave driver behind, like, the elves yeah. and shit. She's, like, I bet you Mrs. Claus is a fucking cop. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> Oh my god, did you see that pair of shoes that I sent you? The ones that had the teeth on the bottom? Yeah, shit was weird. Dude. <laughs> I mean, that's a what are those situation if I've ever seen one. Yeah, i never seen no shit like that before. That's kind of weird. Nobody wears those. I that's... mean, they're also the size of like a baby's feet. Yeah. Those are like, those are like baby shoes, but with adult teeth on the bottom. Yeah, that was weird. This is so bizarre. So this just records your conversation? Yeah, so I could just, if I wanted to, I could just take this recording, 
and put it on wherever. So you don't even really need like a cell phone. You can just use this. <laughs> yeah, you can just use this and just plug headphones into your computer. You don't even need a phone. And plus it's like a, it's like a good quality. Like cause you can do Skype too. Like Skype allows you to do uh, record the your calls and shit, but the quality audio quality is really bad. Yeah, this is pretty good. It's like kind of sounds like you're like right here. Yeah. Like it's pretty I good. I mean, you too, like even though you don't have like a. It's better than a phone. But I'm sure there's other VOIP calls you can do where you don't need a phone. You can just uh, go to a website and call through a website or some shit. That's good because my dad is canceling my phone service. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I would do if my parents canceled my phone service. So. <laughs> I'm 30. <laughs> So now my dad has like a five person phone plan on Sprint. I'm the only person on it. And I feel like a real dick. You know what I mean? Like I probably should get my own phone line, but I'm also waiting for my fucking lawsuit money because that's going to be like legit as fuck when I get that money. Like I'm going to have the whitest teeth and like the blondest (laughs) hair. I'm gonna get like ten tattoos. Like, I mean, it's gonna be a transformation. Man, I, need to get my t- I need to get my tattoo. So. <laughs> my tattoo is fucked up, dude. I mean, all you gotta do is get run over by a car. All I gotta do is break and my fucking. You can get yourself some money. Also, you could also get money. I mean, what did you? Uh, I'm getting twenty-five grand for pain and suffering. I broke my knee. But my okay. ankle bone was sticking out. Like it oh, wasn't yeah. broken, but my bone but my bone was exposed. And so when they had to like sew up I have a huge scar on my ankle. I'll show you the next time you're over here. I'm pretty sure I've shown you pictures. Damn. Have I not? Uh, oh my god. I thought I showed you pictures of it. Cause it's gnarly. Like it was real gross. It was really bad. Damn. But Anyways, like here, let me call you. The, let me call you on the phone. I'm gonna hang up on this because I only have like a. I'll call you. Oh, it's still recording. Oh, that's yeah. weird. Nah, you don't have to. I will talk to you later. Um, do you want to watch um Watchmen on Monday? Yeah, I think I can do that. All right, word. Hit me up after you get off work. All right, cool. Sounds good. Okay, bye. All right.